Welcome to the Positive Solutions for Life podcast. I'm Peggy Meyer, and I'm so excited you are here. If you're like me, you are living a good life, but you're striving for something more, something better, learning and growing, trying to improve and up-level your life, your business, your health. From goals to habits, productivity to time management, and a whole lot of growth mindset in between, Look no further for positive solutions for your life than here to help you transform from the inside out so you can truly live the life you desire. So today's topic is being right versus getting it right. So what is being right versus getting it right? What's the difference? A lot a lot. When you come across somebody that likes to be right, you know, you know, but can you recognize it in yourself? So let's dive into what's being right is all about and how you can shift to getting it right. Being right is essentially never being wrong, right? It's a person who has all the answers, who needs to be in control, in charge. They're trying to convince others that their way is the right way. It's kind of the, my way is the highway type. They're very rigid, stuck in their ways, holding on tight to what they believe, unwilling to hear another person's perspective. Being Mr. or Miss Right they believe only they can do it. No one else can do it as well as them. Or it is easier for them to do it than for having somebody else do it. It's the idea that the only way to get it done right is to do it yourself. They just know everything. And they often take offense easily when someone challenges their ideas. They often blame others when things go wrong, but they're the first to take credit when things go right. They dig in their heels. They're standing their ground. They're ready to fight to do what it takes to prove that they are right. They are battle ready. They're going to convince others and justify their position until they win the argument. It's about them. It's I before we, which is often seen as being arrogant. They can't commit, they can't admit they were wrong or they made a mistake. They don't say, I'm sorry, or I was wrong. In this type of relationship, there's a winner and a loser. Someone always feels bad. So do you, can you like picture somebody? Can you like, you think of somebody when you, when you hear the description of Mr. or Miss or Mrs. Wright? Did you recognize any of that in yourself? Well, what might this look like in a parent-child relationship? So a parent asks their child to do a chore, maybe something around the house right? Like loading the dishwasher, doing the dishes, putting the dishes away, dusting, vacuuming, you know, folding laundry, doing laundry. And the parent asked them to do it. 
and the child starts doing it, but the parent interrupts them and tells them they're not doing it right. And the parent ends up taking over kind of out of disgust and, and, and ends up doing it for the child. So what does the parent might be thinking? What might this parent be feeling or thinking or, or saying even things out loud? Could be like, gosh, if I want something done right, I'm just gonna have to do it myself. No one does it the way I want it done or that it should be done. They don't do it right. They don't do it correctly. I've explained this a thousand times and you still don't do it right. What happens to the parent? The parent becomes frustrated, angry, somewhat resentful, right? It just overwhelmed because they have to do it all in order for it to be done correctly. But what about the child? What does the child feel or think when a parent comes across and does things for them, tells them they're not doing it right? The child often thinks and feels that they're not competent. They can't do anything right, that they're stupid. They're not smart enough. They're not strong enough. They're not capable. They become kind of helpless. Like, they don't want to start something for fear of doing it wrong. And they end up not being able to do a lot of things for themselves. They're always seeking the approval of someone else questioning, is this okay? Is this okay? Am I doing it right? As the child grows up in this, they, they get frustrated. They become angry. They might become stubborn or rebellious, resentful. They might become helpless helpless in other situations and reliant on others to do things for them. Is that the type of child you want to raise? Is that how you as a parent want to feel? Is that how you want your child to feel? Well, those are possible outcomes for acting as a right parent, being right. But what about in a work relationship, oh, an employer-employee relationship, something that maybe you're managing other people. Well, the manager, the employer, the boss gives an employee a task to do or another coworker and then proceeds to tell them exactly how it's to be done, the way they would do it. And then they micromanage them. They, they micromanage their every move, their every decision. They're right there to correct the employee or coworkers, every decision, move, whatever they did. So what does this employer, boss, or manager think that they might even say out loud? Kind of the same things a parent did. No one does it the way I want it to be done. No one does it the right way. They don't follow through with what I expect them to do. If I want something done right, I have to do it myself. What happens to that boss, manager, employer? They become very frustrated and angry. They get tired. They get run down. They're stressed out. They become very unproductive in their own job because they're doing other people's jobs. And that becomes very isolating. They become a silo. Like they are the only one that can run 
the entire business because no one else does it right. Well, what about the employee or the coworker? What do they think and what do they feel? Well, I feel like they're not competent. They can't do anything, right? Somebody's always watching over me. I'm not, I'm not good enough. I can't be trusted to do the things that I, I was expected to do or told to do. And I don't have any freedom to put my flair or my creativity in there. They're not valued. I think you're the boss, the manager, the employer is a jerk, right? Like getting, get out of my way. Let me do my job. What happens to the employee or the, or the coworker? Again, they too become resentful, frustrated, but they also might get checked out. They're not engaged in their work. They just go through the motions and they end up being more unproductive. They're not putting forth the effort because it's not getting rewarded. They might end up quitting or finding another job. Wow. Being Mr. or Mrs. Wright has some consequences. Brene Brown in her book, Dare to Lead, states, having to be the knower or always being right is heavy armor. It's defensiveness. It's posturing. And worst of all, it's a huge driver of bull. It's also very common. Most of us have a degree of knower in us. We all have this Mr. Right type of thing. And it leads to distrust, bad decisions, unnecessary rumbles, and unproductive conflict. Well, that was being Mr. or Miss or Mrs. Right. Well, what about getting it right? Getting it right is about creating an environment of trust and empowering others. It's being proactive, flexible, open to ideas, curious, investigating, and exploring options, experimenting. It's knowing and believing everyone has something to contribute. The focus is on a successful outcome, making good decisions, and long-term effects. It's being a team player. Remember, there's no I in team. So what might this look like in a parent-child relationship? Well, a parent asks their child to do a chore around the house, doing the dishes, loading the dishwasher, putting them away, dusting, vacuuming, sorting laundry, folding laundry, doing the laundry. A parent may initially instruct the child on the purpose, the reason, maybe the why the chore is important. And they might show them how to do it, but then they walk away and they allow the child to do the chore. When the child is finished, the parent might inspect the job. They tell them it's a good job. Thank you for doing it. You know, they make, maybe make observations or ask some questions. And that's it. The parent then feels or thinks, all oh, right, yes, this, my child is capable of doing this. They're, they're competent. They know that they can do this. This is a learning process, right? It's okay. The chores, it's, it's okay. The chore gets, as long as it gets done, it's okay. Doesn't really matter the process, how it gets done, as long as it gets done. And it's better to have them contribute and help out 
than to have it done perfectly. The parent becomes more flexible in the process, more focused on the outcome. You know, did this chore get done? Yes or no? Well, how does the child feel or think? Well, they feel good. They, they, if they're smaller, if they're like, they, they enjoy helping. They're helping, they're contributing. They feel good. And heck, sometimes it's a fun, right? Sometimes when are those younger kids, they think it's a fun activity. And they're, because they're allowed to do it and get rewarded for just doing the work. The child becomes more responsible. As they age, they get better at what they're doing, right? We never were perfect when we first started doing something. The child becomes more responsible. They get to, they get to the ins and outs. Their processes might change. They become more efficient, more effective. You know, they might get it done faster and better, but they also, they're more willing to help in the future. They're more willing to say, when you ask them to do something, they're more willing to do it versus giving you the, the runaround, like, no, they don't want to. And, and just, and, and making it hard to cooperate. But what about in a work relationship? Again, you have your employer, your boss, your manager, giving an employee or a coworker a task to do. They might explain the objectives, the outcome, why it's important, ask if they have any questions, maybe give them a guideline as the time frame in order for it to be completed, and then leaves the door open for consulting as needed. So if they have questions, they can come in and ask, right? Employer or boss manager thinks, feels it. The employees are capable. I have competent, capable people working for me, and I know it will get done correctly. They trust them to do their job. And no matter, you know, allowing them to be creative in the process, it doesn't matter how it gets done as long as it gets done. The employer, boss, manager becomes that leader that develops other people into leaders by allowing them the space to do things the way they want to, as long as the objective gets completed. It, they become somebody other people want to work for because they have that level of, you are the expert in this position. You know, I hired you. I know you're capable. You can do it. You have that flexibility of how you do it as long as it gets done. And they become valued. They become a valuable resource in empowering other people. The employee or coworker does feel that value. They feel valued. They feel capable, competent. They are able to, you know, put more of themselves into the work. They love coming to work, right? They become a leader. They, they start um, leading others underneath them as the team. They work together as a team to get this done. They come up with new ideas and they share them. They come to work. They're more excited. They love coming to work and participating because they have the creativity. They have that ability to, to experiment and they're trusted that they will get the job done. And yeah, often better, more creative, more inspiring and innovative ideas come out of these situations where the manager's bosses allow the innovation to happen in the getting it right because it's focused on the outcome. So where are you? Did you see some of yourself in both of these? I know I have a lot of times. 
We're not going to go into all those examples, but we know when we're in the getting it right phase, we know where we're in that kind of defensive Mr. Gotta be right phase. So how do you make the shift from being Mr. or Miss or Mrs. Right to getting it right? You have the choice. You have the choice and you have the power within you to get it right. But first, you need to seek to understand. Get curious, ask questions, and then listen. Asking questions demonstrates that you understand you don't have all the answers. You are not Mr. Right, Mrs. Right, Miss Right, whatever. You don't have all the answers. You don't know everything. And you're open to suggestions. And you're open to learning from others, learning another person's perspective. And this also increases the trust, the trust between people by demonstrating a desire to understand the other person by listening to their needs, concerns, and suggestions. And not just blowing it off, but listening to understand, understand where they're at and how they see it and how that could improve whatever you're working on. The second thing to shifting from being right to getting it right is this phrase, yes and, okay? Yes, but is a Mr. Right, Miss Right being right? Because that always negates whatever the person had just said. So yes, and this increases the possibilities. It promotes problem solving and keeps the conversation going. It increases the buy-in from others. It validates their ideas, their positions, their perspectives, and it opens the door to new opportunities, new possibilities, new ideas to create solutions for the, pro for the problem at hand. And the third thing in making a shift from being right to getting it right is seeking feedback. Being open and asking others about what's working and what's not working, and then sitting back and listening. Sitting back, being open to getting comments from others getting suggestions, what's working, what's not working, and gathering that all together. The more heads put together on a single idea, a single project, the more options, the better solutions, the better innovations come about. So where are you? How can you start shifting from being right to getting it right? Because it's not about being right. It's about helping others and getting it right. It's the outcome. Thanks so much for tuning in today. I hope you found some value, insights, and something that resonated with you in today's show. If today's show spoke to you, would you please share it with a friend and go over to Apple Podcast or wherever you are listening from and subscribe to the show so that you can be the first to know when new content and episodes go live. While you're there, would you please give it some love? Please like it, comment on it, and leave a five-star rating and review. Thank you so much in advance for taking two minutes of your time to do this. 
Your likes, comments, and reviews really help get the word out to more people who need to hear there are positive solutions for their life. I would love to connect with you. You can find me on social media, Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, whichever is your favorite platform, and let's have a conversation about today's show. Thanks for listening and have a great week.